Hello, no, 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 no. Is it me you're looking for? Alright. That was a good intro, wasn't it? Sort of different. Usually I'll say hello. This time I did say hello, but I sang it in the style of uh, the late, great Leonard. No, who's it? Who did that song? This is fucking professional. Um, who did that song? I should know this. I'm a professional musician. Is this the start of dementia? Early onset dementia. 31 years old. Who was it? Lionel Richie. And then he said Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Leonardo from Turtles. I'm just talking shit now. Um, my guest this week is Samuel David Carter. Lead, lead front man, singing sensation, Sam Carter from Architects. And I know some of you will be like, oh, you've already had someone from Architects on. Well, he's me best, mate. Right? With Josh, along with Josh. We can't, we can't deny Josh. And Josh is another architect. Basically, I'm just bezies with architects, right? So you're going to get a few architects episodes. Um, there'll be like, you know, I'll probably leave 10 normal episodes in between architects episodes. Don't want to blow my architects load. And I don't want you guys to be like, oh, he only knows one band, but they're my friends, right? So shut up. And you want to hear from Sam because he's a fucking legend. Um... Yeah, we talk about... I Actually, I met him on tour. It's actually, other than the J one, um, J Postones, episode one, bad quality, but I've learnt since then that you need good quality. Other than that one, it's the only one I've done in person. I went to see them at... I went to see them rock the Victoria Warehouse in Manchester, right by Old Trafford, which Sam was spaffing in his pants about. Um... And, you know, we hung out, I saw the show, it was very good. They got loads of projectors and that. It's like a condensed Pink Floyd concert. Um, they, you know, it was really good. And then we were like, let's do a podcast. Borrowed some microphones from Johnny Bergen, the sound guy. Shout out, Johnny. And we did it on the bus. And it was cool. We talked about loads of stuff. We talked about school. We didn't go to school together, but just a lot of anecdotes about school. We did, me and Sam met... A long time ago, like 15 years ago, to talk about how we met, how I ended up working for Architects as Drum Tech. You know, there's facts of life and there's a little bit of like, you know, sort of like uplifting stuff for people who are in the music industry or hoping to be in the music industry. I hate the word music industry. Um, I, I tell you what, I hate even more than that when people just say industry. Anyway, I'm waffling. You want to get on to... Sam Carter on the downbeat. Coffee tastes like an ass. Well, there you go. That's the first line. Yeah. The coffee tastes like an ass. <sighs> How's that catering coffee, Samuel David Carter? It's making me wretch. Careful not to slag the. I think, it's okay. I think it's because I just choked on it. I think that's no, probably terrible the problem. coffee, but yeah, it's awful. The catering's very nice. Fantastic. Best of tour. Where which are is we? a surprise for Manchester. We haven't you know, I haven't even done an intro. I'm I'm me. You know who I am. Craig. What do you call me, Sam? What's Craig. We, what's your affectionate <laughs> name for Craig me? Nog. Craig Renlord. Nog. 
Craig Nog Reynolds. You're saved in my phone as Craig Ringo Reynolds. Ringo. And every time I ring you. Hello, Craig. <laughs> oh, I'm here with Sam. My Hello. Good, my good friend Sam. We're in Manchester on this very nice tour bus. Isn't it? I don't want to sh- <laughs> Isn't it very nice? You described it as Kevin and Perry esque yesterday. Ke- yeah, I don't know what I meant by that, but uh, Kevin and Perry. Just because I feel like. I don't know. I feel like, you know, like almost famous. Yeah. But not like that because you're my mates. But yeah. it's like, I got on the bus and I was like, ooh, stepped it up. <laughs> stepped up a bit, guys. We've got, like we got two of them as well. Not, yeah, not just, sure, just, just the one. You know, a lot of people would think that maybe the crew should just, you know, maybe be in a van. But, you know, we like our crew, so we they have the same as crew us. have got their own bus. Yeah, that one there. That one there. I bet it's a fucking shithole. Rats and stuff running around. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know the bunking situation? Is there like a hierarchy in there? Yeah. No, I don't know this. I don't know the situation. I think they have the same. Just bunks. chaos. Yeah. Just that. I haven't been in there. I is been in there. Greg in here? Yeah. Greg and Ed are in here. And Fred. so no one's running that bus. There's no TM. No. That is just chaos. Our production managers in there, so I think Kenny will probably be running the show. He's running the show, and the rest of the, the rest of the vermin. Yeah. Just. Just rolling around. Good start. We have the best ones in here. We have Ed and Fred. They're two. Fred's on here. Fred's on here, yeah. Special request. That's got to cause some sort of. Well, yeah, there's been a lot. Well, we've started calling him Mr. Worm because um, Paul, our lighting guy, who's who's fantastic, obviously rinses Fred quite a bit for coming over here. Yeah. And he's been like, oh, and then Fred's gone back to have a few drinks with them. And he's been like, oh, you're worming your way back in over here. And then when he comes back over to us, we're like, ooh, Mr. Worm's here. Fred's a little slut between the two, yeah. between the two Fred's buses. Mi- Fred's Mr. Worm. Just worming his way. That's going to end in tears one day. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. They're saying that he's not even crew anymore. Talking about kicking him out of the crew, WhatsApp and stuff. <laughs> kicking him out of the crew. And you're not in the band, so that means you're fired, yeah. Fred. You're done. You're lovely, man. Um, should probably talk about what you saw last night. What I saw, the rock show. Mm. Good. Where are we? Manchester Victoria Warehouse. Very good show. Before I talk about the show, I want to talk about the toilets upstairs, which you probably didn't see because you would have been mobbed, Beatlemania style. No, I was furious about the toilets upstairs. But, like, it was like a... It's a very good venue, and there's four toilets backstage, and they're all out of order. All out of order. Where did you... Over there. So every time I've Where needed... Where did you have your movement? Over there, you had to walk. <laughs> my movement. Your daily my movement. movement's back over in the hotel across the way, yeah. <laughs> movement, plural. That vegan diet. The new vegan band, the Mo- Movements. Mo- CA. That is a band, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It is Movement CA, and they were named after bowel movements. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. It was the first time I've seen the new songs. Yeah. When was the last time I saw you guys? Brixton. Playing an actual show. Yeah. Or did we tour? We toured after Brixton, didn't we? In America. Was that after Brixton? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Maybe, who knows? It all blurs into one. Yeah. But it was good. New songs. Hard, are they? Yeah. This is like actual press. Yeah, no, yeah. Professional. It's not, I mean, it's a bit trickier than the other stuff. Just because it's new, I think you just find your feet with with it. But doing pretty well now. A few shows in, so Mm. getting used to it. I was talking yesterday about how I wanted you to fail. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. <laughs> no, because when I heard the album, I was like... Showing off. I was No, yeah, I was like, ooh, that bit will be hard for the vocals. Yeah. Holy hell. And then last night, I was like, song starts. I'm like, all right, let's see if Sam can do this. 
bossed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The start of the tour, actually when we were in Russia, the first bit, there's two vocals there that harmonise with each other. There's a lower one and a higher one. And when we were in Russia, I was doing the lower one just because it felt easier and like the other one was too high. But it didn't sound as good. So the I other just, one's really high. So I switched it one. and did the high one. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's really, it's really up there. Really it's straight high. in. But, you, but that's what makes the song so good is it's just like in your fucking face straight away. Ass beater of a breakdown. What I always tell you is that song's perfect for the gym. Yes. Because it's th- exactly three minutes until the breakdown. Yeah. Which is the right time to have a little rest after your set and then you do your max rep set. But also, I realised yesterday, watching it live in the flesh, actually half of the song is a breakdown. Yes. There's a pre-breakdown. Yeah, the pre-breakdown is really great as well. And it's it's really great. And it comes in at like a minute and a half. Yeah. Then there's about a minute of pre-breakdown. Another chorus. The heaviest breakdown. Yeah. On the record, IMO. I love that song so much. Which is internet talk, (laughs) in my opinion. So street. I'm just like, <laughs> part of me's on the internet, part of me's on the streets, you know? Yeah, That's yeah. the kind of shit I'm doing. I liked the footage that you did online yesterday as well. What footage did I do? You, do, you were filming the breakdown and then zoomed in when it kicked in. Zoomed, yeah. Like, Love a zoom on Instagram. Love a zoom. Love it. Ruins it for everyone, but it's Absolutely. funny. Absolutely. Absolutely ruined. Do you know what's funny about this conversation? Two mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my notes. Yeah. But we don't usually have this much eye contact in real life. <laughs> <laughs> we, so they were talking like to reset the scene we're on the tour bus in yeah. the back lounge staring directly into each other's eyes yeah. with a couple of microphones if it was a couple of beers it might go another way I know but it's so early it's too it might early. go it might get we might it's we, like a, a, a date almost isn't it yeah. the last time I looked in someone's eyes this much was on like a first date I know and there's beds right next to us <laughs> So, you know, if it wasn't the, the AM... We're laughing like it's a date as well. I know. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Especially considering, just looking at my notes because it's professional, considering we've probably known each other for 15 years. Yeah. I was thinking about this this morning. It's a long time. I'm trying to think when... The, the first time I think I met you was at a show in, I want to say, Hove. Yeah, or Market Hall or something. Something. Yeah. My first band, Liu Kang. Yeah. Nervous Wreck. Yeah. Think, what was Nick Worthington from Dead Swan's first band called? Turn Cold. Turn Cold played. Yeah. It might have been the free but actually. I don't think it was. I think yeah. it was like a little pub, but not a, not as little as... Maybe Nervous Wreck weren't playing. Maybe I was just there. No, you definitely played. Really? That's all you play with your little... Down to Nothing play it as well. Your little blonde bob thing. Because it was had. like some hardcore band, big hardcore band that played it in Hove as well. I can't remember, but I think it must have been 2004 because I was fresh out of school. Yeah. That was the night I first met Tom and Dan as well. Sat on a bench around the corner from that venue in Hove, the market marketplace. Literally just next to a church. I think it's called Market Marketplace or Hovetown Hall or something. I can't remember. It was a little greeby little yeah. hardcore show. And I met Tom and Dan sat on a bench and they were drinking Scrumpy Jack. Did you? Were they in that show? Out of a plastic bottle. Rare. Yeah. That was a good scene. Mm. It was so a great you, scene. So you were playing drums, which means that you can be on the podcast. Yeah, I'm a drummer. Originally a drummer. Yeah. You play drums every day? Yeah, I think I do. On tour, definitely. 
Play drums always more than Dan on tour. Maybe. Probably. I always try and play the drums before sound check. I always play the warm up kit, which is great. The warm up kit's amazing because I can play it and not annoy everyone. And he's got that little pedal thing now. Yeah. He's actually taking taking care in his craft. He's but doing his. You know what? He's been doing the the double kick thing that you were telling him to do. I Prescribed. Prescribed. I always hear it. And he smashed it last night, to be fair. He's a fantastic drummer. I think the thing about Dan is, is he's not a show-off, but he's note perfect the whole set. I can't get, I never I can't, to, I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact we're just staring into each yeah, other. <laughs> Carry on. I though. never have to turn around. Never. And for a drummer to be a singer, to not have to think about what the drummer's doing. Timing-wise, yeah. Ever. Like, there's, ne- there's never anything that he's, he's done where I've turned around and been like, what? He's great. He's fantastic. But he doesn't do like all the the stuff that people do, you know, no offence to anyone that does it, but like the Instagram videos or the YouTube videos or anything, he's just not... Well, that's me, so don't yeah. insult me. Well, I'm you not could have said stick tricks no, no, and that would have insulted me. I'm not insulting you, I'm just saying he doesn't do it. But that's not, a, that's not a bad thing to do it or not to do it, he just doesn't. I feel like he doesn't do it because he doesn't have to do it. I have to throw myself in people's faces like, hey everyone, remember it, play the drums. <laughs> Remember, I'm pretty good at the drums. Please like, share, subscribe. So but his band's massive. Your band's massive. So you don't really have to. But I think there's still people in massive bands that still do it, don't they? Now that is an ego thing. Yeah. Because I only do it to try and sort of further my career as a drummer. As a drummer. But if you're already a very big drummer, yeah, it's a bit egotistical. I don't know. I don't know. But I kind of yeah, like. I, I kind of like how. Oh, I do, not kind of like. I really like how he's just like. Not, just whatever. Yeah. He was annoyed that I filmed him warming up yesterday because he was like, oh no, the, I told everyone on your podcast that I don't warm up and now yeah. I do. The thing is, he's so involved in the band now with with uh, with writing the rest of the stuff. He spends so much time doing vocals with me and everything else that almost like the drums, like he said on the other podcast, it's just like, he'll like practice the day before and be like, whatever feels good, which is quite cool because it's sort of almost more organic in a sort of natural way, like what feels good here, like the night before, don't overthink it, drag it. And then if you can do that, then the chances are you can play it live if you're having a bad day. Exactly. Unlike you where it. you're like, you can play it live, but you like to make your life an utter I'm currently misery. making it so bad. Yeah, you sent um, me the video, I'm like, what on earth are you trying to do? This is what I do, I write the part, and then I'll go to the practice room, I'll practice the part, and then I'll learn it, and then I'll go home and go, I'm bored. How can I make that thing this that is I it. learned you, earlier? You have too much time on your hands. Because <laughs> of all these lovely people buying t-shirts. <laughs> I don't have to fucking do anything. That's uh, grussell.shop.grussell. <laughs> but I come home, and then I'm like, oh, I could make that part harder, couldn't I? I had some ghost notes in every single game. But that's your thing, isn't it? Like, that's it. Like, you have a... You love drums, and you know what you want to hear. So you're a great drummer, and you know if you Thanks if someone... Much. If someone... If you're listening to a record... And you hear something that's going to excite you. You want someone to have the same reaction. Yeah, I want to steal it and then yeah. <laughs> put it in my songs. Yeah, you want to steal it and put three ghost notes in, and then it's not the same. Perfect. But we don't have to talk about drums because I do want to. The thing is about me monetizing this podcast so I don't have to work is that I want to branch out into people that aren't related with drums. And other than Will Putney, you are the you're the you're the first sort of big fucking big deal that I'm having on the DB. On the DBP. The big deal. The big deal on the DBP. Unbelievable. I find it very hard to, to uh, 
see myself as a big deal, but if you say so. Uh, front cover of Kerrang. Often. Often, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. So you know, you know, you you know, you got that BDE. Yeah. And for my listeners that are people like my mum and dad, that means big dick energy, which means you know he's got a big dick in those pants, but he's not waving it around like everyone look at my big dick. You can just see by his energy that it's there. I'd know? say average dick energy. No, is, you've got. I, I haven't seen your pecker, but. <laughs> But I would say you've got BDE, which means I would assume there's a BD in those P's. You'd like to think so. I'd like to think that people think that as well. But They definitely do. But whether or not it's true, these people will never know. Yeah. That's for... That's all access. That's that's for the VIP pack. <laughs> it's for the meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cough. That got you there, didn't it? That was funny, wasn't it? That was really funny. I like reverse laughed. <laughs> I did a sort of pig squeal laugh. Nice. Um, I've got notes and stuff, but this is just funny, isn't it? Doing doing this because I've written down here nervous wreck. We didn't actually finish talking about that. Yeah. You were playing drums in a band called Nervous Wreck. Yes. And I was like, that kid's good with his sort of sort of haircut that if he came out with now would be considered groundbreaking. You had like a <laughs> like a fringe. It was like a MySpace cut. cut. Yeah. It was 2004. It had a straight cut along the top. Yeah. Like a Paul Weller almost. <laughs> exactly like yeah. a Paul Weller. And do you know what? Tom had it as well when I first met him. <coughs> but Tom's sides were like Tom had big a, yeah. sides. Tom had a like Jeffree Stars in my top eight haircut. Absolutely, yeah. Right. yeah. Which was... Uh, and Dan had like the big, big black fringe. Like yeah. his fringe looked like... Yeah, had the big. AFI. Could have put a hair clip in it, but didn't. I'm sure there's a photo of him with a hair clip somewhere. I remember watching an interview with them on P-Rock. Do you remember P-Rock? I do remember P-Rock. With them at like Yeovil Ski Lodge or something. I do remember that. And and Dan's hair being like so massive. But then also that was around the time where I joined the band. So I was like, sick, my band's on TV. Even yeah. though I'm not in the band at was this time. Was that on that TV show that Leander had? Mm-hmm. What was it called? I can't remember. It was, it like was the, something rock TV or something. It was something. like the, game, the gaming show, wasn't it? And there was, the yeah, blonde yeah. lady was on it as well, yeah. And, yeah. And then there was like a, there was Bring Me a Horizon footage from the Underworld. Yeah. And there was the Architects footage. Johnny Truant, Gallows. Good, good days. P-Rock was great. I saw Scuzz's, Scuzz's calling it quits. That's a shame as well. They're the last, the last hurrah. I used to come home from school. For anyone that doesn't remember. School. Oh, I was just going to make that fucking joke. Oh, it was going to be so funny. But now that's, no, it doesn't matter. But no, now, people, now people are laughing because of because me. Because you made the funny joke. You set it up and I served it. That was good. That was more banter. Um, no, for people that don't Some remember. Some people say we finish each other's sentences. Yeah, isn't it? Close for Let me just check that it's still recording because it's excellent stuff. I'm sure everyone will agree this is excellent. Sam, talk into your microphone. Excellent stuff. Oh, it's excellent. It sounds like we're at the motherfucking BBC. Um, for anyone that doesn't remember music television, <laughs> I thought you were about to like check it so that you could start again, so that you could make the joke. So I could delete it. For anyone that doesn't remember school, in case you're wondering why you're all laughing at my joke and not Sam's, it's been edited out. Um, I used to come home from school, no joke there, mm-hmm. and uh, I would put on P Rock and I'd sit there till my mum made dinner. For well, there like was the two big hours. three, wasn't there? There was MTV Two. 
It was MTV2. M2. No, there was... There M2 was, back in the day. There was M2. There was Kerrang! TV. Yeah. And there was P-Rock. There was P-Rock. P-Rock was so great. P-Rock was sick because it had the punk. Yeah. But it also had the metal. It had your Whitmores. Whitmores. Smoke the, the roach. Smoke the roach, EP. <laughs> smoke the roach. Think about you every now and then. P Rock. get to alone again. Oh, my Don't God. Don't hold it. it is gone. I Later. haven't even thought of Whitmore for... Probably as long as I've known Yeah, you. the big inspiration of my earlier bands. Really? Smoke the Roach EP, yeah. Good artwork on Smoke the Roach. <laughs> Just a big weed leaf with an actual cockroach on it, I'd I think. love to know what they're up to now. Good drummer. Whitmore. Any of any Whitmore listening? Let us know. Let us know. They're probably like... Drummer of Whitmore CEOs. on the next episode of The Downbeat. Yeah, fuck me. I'll be getting listeners for that one. <laughs> no offence. No offence, Whitmore. I liked your shout-out Beecher yesterday. Yes. No one in the crowd knew who they were. No, but I still feel like it's important to like pay your dues, like respects to to bands that you know shaped who you are. The band, yeah, and they were they were massively influential. Sick as well. They're amazing. They're still those records are still ahead of their time. Is breaking the fourth wall a song on a record, or was it the name? The name of the the name of the last one or the second to last one? I'm not sure of the timeline. So sick. One with Dead for Weeks on it. Yeah, that song's great. I played that at college. Uh, you know, I was, at, I was at BIM, yeah. And you, did you go like, to BIM the, for drums? Yeah, I did, yeah. No, no, this is when this is when I had to pay for it as well because I didn't because <coughs> I didn't get the right whatevers. What? I failed music, not failed, but I got a D in music at school as well. I got a B and I was predicted and I'm blown smoke up my ass. That I was going to get an A star, yeah. so I kind of just fucking whatevered it. And I, I got was a B. predicted a C, but turns out I've got an A. So, did you fail anything? In school. Oh, so much. Did you? My, my GCSE is pretty much red fudge. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What? Uh, maths, science. You failed maths? The F. only, yeah. The only thing I um, actually passed, which I would say is a C, C's a pass. It's good enough. Yeah, C's was, fine. Was English. It's the only thing. And that's only because. It's your first uh, language. Yeah. And because the, my English teacher was a guy called Mr. Ozil. Who I actually recently bumped into. Mesut. Mesut Ozil. Um, and he um, was in a Rage Against the Machine music video. What? Yeah. He was in like, you know the one where they're in like the outside the, in New York and they're playing on the street. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> he was in that music video. He was just there on holiday, but, but liked the band. And I obviously liked them in school and he told me and I thought he was the coolest guy ever. So I just immediately respected him and just listened to everything he had to say. because so I was like, well, he's clearly cool. I saw him recently and told him how he like really helped me, and he was we like both had a moment in a pub in the middle of the night. It was, wow, it was really nice. That's he actually funny. gave me his email, and I forgot to email him, so that's just reminding me, Mister Mezzo. Actually, it wasn't his email because he couldn't give me his email because of like school thing. It was like his missus' email. It, even though it's like twenty <coughs> years later, you, yeah. What a professional. Because yeah. I know, you know, I can't even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, know teachers that mess with me all the time. I, honestly, there's some dodgy teachers around. Um, so there's your in depth, there's your in depth, yeah. That's yeah, very professional of him, but it was cool, it, you know. That's what it's like. I think uh, I wasn't exactly great at school, I had like the gift of the gab, you know. I was friends with all did. the teachers and front man, shit. and I would wind up the teachers but make them laugh and do anything other than work, really. Innit? We had a thing in our school, right? God, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I'm going to, yeah, where so many people were smoking weed at lunchtime that one of the teachers came up to me and was like 
We know what you're doing at lunchtime, but obviously not me. <laughs> one of the teachers came up to a student and said, we know what you're doing at lunchtime, but we can't do anything about it because there's so many of you that if it came out, it would be like news the on the TV. School. It would yeah. be like, there's 30... School's out for summer. At our school, there would be like, there was this row of trees and everyone at lunch, like a break time, would just go up behind these love, trees. I love it as... The trees. Honestly, like halfway Was it called up the, field, the trees? The school? trees, yeah, up to the trees. You're going up the trees at break time. And we would go up, not me, mum and dad, I wasn't there. Uh, people would go up there. and The then trees. The trees, up the trees at break time. Up and the, the trees and or around the back of the trees? We would say... Because the thought of you climbing up the no. trees like some monkeys <laughs> no. hanging in a tree smoking uh, weed is amazing. As in you would go... Go up the trees, as in that would be what you'd say. End of the ground, get up school there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you'd go behind the trees. Not me again. Once again, not me. Um, and there would be like 40, 30, 40 kids up there smoking, smoking the roach, smoking the roach. Whitmore on a and on an old UE boom. Amazing. <laughs> no Amazing. Bluetooth in those days. So no, that's what I was going to say. It was just Nokia's back then, wasn't it? Wait, I used to do a thing. Well, orange it? phones, wasn't it? Like the orange. Yeah. And yeah. thirty, I had a thirty. 3310. But what, what I would used, used to do in school is, because I love music and I'm a real rock head. You'd make the what, ringtones. No, what I, I would do that as well. I had um, Big Pimpin' by Jay-Z was my main ringtone on my... On my uh, Were you a chav? You yeah. A chav? No, this is the thing. I like, very much like I am now, Yeah. I love metal, but I totally dress like a chav. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was the same back then, but I would, and the same, I listen to hip-hop and I listen to metal. Yeah. So I was like, I was in both camps. Yeah. I was in the greed camp. Yeah. And I was in the. I was. Camp. I was sort of friends with everyone, and it sort of meant that you just didn't get shit off of. Yeah, it was quality. Any of the hard people and people knew that I played drums. Like I played drums in like the school band and. So Once you play an instrument, nice. yeah. there is a respect. Just get good at your instrument, and then there's a respect from everyone in school. But also, my thinking behind being in the school band was I just lied to my teachers. And would just be like, I've got to go and rehearse for the school yeah. band. So, so I would just get out and just spend all day in this little drum studio. Isn't it mental that you could leave maths or whatever to have a music lesson? Yeah. Probably. But I, I think now, I think now, back now to me playing drums then, and the stuff that I was doing then, was if I'd have stayed on that path, as much as I was practicing in school, I'd be, would have been shit hot. Yeah, but you're still a ripper and... <coughs> you um you don't suffer because you are the front man mm. you don't suffer from uh, drummer front man syndrome which is what I have which is where my ego and sense of self worth is so rapidly fluctuating that I need constant approval and blast beats and, and blast beats yeah. so I've got a bit of a chip on my shoulder about being... He's a fan. He's a fan. Um, I've got a bit of a chip on my shoulder about just being the drummer, so I started I had podcasts. That. I had, the, I had the, the thing... I was I was in like four bands before Architects asked me to try out. Like four different styles of Singing bands. or drum, playing drums? Playing drums. And then suddenly Architects go, do you want to be the singer in our band? Yeah, do you want to try out? How did they know you were good at singing? Well, I've, I was in another band where I sang. So I was like having five band practices a week because I was so desperate to be in a band. So it would be like, <coughs> I'd go to work, I'd take my cymbals and snare drum to work, go and rehearse, come back, go to sleep, wake up, go to another rehearsal. Like it was full on. And all these rehearsals would get booked around when I was having rehearsals with other bands. 
Um, Johnny Five bands. Yeah, I know. I was just so desperate. And then, uh, and also because there's not a lot of drummers, is there? Back then there wasn't. Back then there wasn't because you had to be good. Yeah. But um, now you can pretend to be good on the computer and then and not be real, by the time people watch you live, it's too late. They've already yeah. bought the t-shirt. They're invested. We um, <laughs> invested. So then I joined, I started, a, I, I had the syndrome of like wanting to be at the front and overcomplicating everything and being out of time because I was showing off and standing up and doing Lars and standing on my drums and I never actually did that, but I was I was singing in a couple of the of the bands, like backing vocals and 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 in one of the other bands, singing properly. But um, I, I joined a band with with a couple of other people with Benny from Dead Swans, who's playing Love drums, him. great drummer. Um, started a band called Monuments before for Monuments. Monuments. Yeah. So um, um, and uh, yeah, it sort of sounded like Hopeful ish. Nice. And then we support our first show was supporting Bring Me at the Concord 2, uh, and this was years and years and years and years ago, but they all came down because they were all friends with Bring Me, and Matt quit, the old singer of Architects quit that day, or the day after or something, and they'd already been like, we would like him to be in the band. What does he do now? I don't know. I don't know. Not in music or anything? No. Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the guy. Yeah, so I, get... I don't. Got it. Imagine leaving that. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. It'd be like you know you always hear about like, oh my my dad my dad was asked to invest in mobile phones and he turned it down for Froyo or something and yeah. then it's like yeah we could be rich if it wasn't that you always hear that yeah that's the guy that quit architects yeah but who but it might not have been the same as he might be happy he might not be as riddled with depression as we are um, <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on from there. Um, yeah, I had something else to say. Oh, no, my... It was pointless, but when I was in school, this is my little hack. Any school listeners, which I'm sure there is loads of you, sorry about the swearing, but it's cool, isn't it? Fuck, fuck, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have... Oh, it doesn't matter now, actually. This is a pointless bit of technology. Back in the day when you had wired headphones, I used to have my... Up the sleeve. Yeah! Yes, I yes. used to have my CD Walkman. If anyone doesn't know, a CD is sort of like a disc-shaped object, sort that of like a DVD, Blu-ray. It's type like thing. a DVD you can only listen to. For anyone that that had DVDs before Netflix, yeah, and like a DVD that. is like a CD but with vision. And <laughs> we've got we've got the audio version is what we call a compact disc. Anyway, I had my compact disc player, jogproof, in my pocket, jogproof, of course. Yeah, and then I had the the cable going up my sleeve. Out of the hand, and, and then, then I, would, the I hand. would lean on, yeah. lean on the hand, Amazing. so I would listen in mono to uh, <laughs> whatever was going on at the time. Yeah, and uh, that was it. Poison the well, probably. Yeah, I probably listened to Poison the well. I was listening to a lot of Misery Signals in school. <coughs> never, I never got into Misery Signals. That record, that 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 big record, the, the big first, one. the first, the one with the China. I feel like. I, I've talked about it before, I think, on the podcast. I feel like I need to revisit the early misery signals yeah. because I think I'd like it now. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't like it. Yeah, give it, give it a spin. That old get, one's great. I'll get back to that. Um, let me look at my notes. Uh, we'll probably talk about something that's relevant now. You love the Beatles, don't you? Yes. And you More... just did something at Abbey Road. Yes. Yeah. Did you cry? 
I did. Did you? I did, yeah. I thought you might. And do you know what? Afterwards, I felt a real um, low after when I left there. That evening, I felt Paradise really syndrome. low. Yeah, it was like a, just a, a thing that I never, ever thought would ever happen. Be recording in Abbey Road. You know, you just you just assume it's for, you know, you're Adele's nowadays and, you know, when McCartney wants to go and do another record and there's so much history and, and that room hasn't changed. You know, every documentary and every book I've ever read about them is set in Studio 2. And uh, you were in there. Yeah. Singing along. I played on the songs. I played on the piano that uh, they recorded while my guitar gently weeps and Lady Madonna. And, Jesus, what did you play? I saw a video of Fred playing something funny, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, there's uh, there's there's the piano from the Harry Potter theme tune, and he's trying well. to play the Harry yeah. Potter theme, and it's tune, the right? actual one that was recorded <coughs> there as well. It's amazing, but the history of that room is 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 you know incredible, and and for me, for like my childhood growing up, it was it was the Beatles household and. And stones, and you know, you name it. So to be in there, it was quite emotional. I really wanted my dad to come, but he couldn't get the time off work. And um, yeah, it was just, just amazing. But we did, um, we did "Death Is Not Defeat" uh, live with with the orchestra. With an orchestra, yeah. That will be out by the time this is out. Yes, that comes out tomorrow. Yeah, this podcast will probably come out a couple of days after that. And we did "Change in the House of Flies" by Deftones as well. That's going to be with so an orchestra. Because with an orchestra, yeah. Can't wait to listen. If you we, haven't listened to it, what's it on? Spotify? It's going to be on Spotify, yeah. Spotify session. Sessions. Pause this now and then go listen to that and then come back. Or actually don't because you might not come back. Once this is finished, then go, go listen, listen to, to it. it. Yeah, go listen to it. Beatles. Mm-hmm. I used to fucking love the Beatles yeah. when I was a kid. And then I sort of stopped. Yeah. And I could probably sing every fucking song. Exactly. So I think I need to get back into it. That's it. That's it. But then it's, it's almost, I can't, express the amount of joy that I get from listening to that band. And I think it's from my childhood. Childhood, you get memories. Yeah. I used to have, you know, the one, you got the blue one and the red one, which yeah. is just basically all the fucking the songs, hits, yeah. 60 to something else. Yeah. I had those two. Again, yeah. this is pre that. This was cassette. I had those yes. two on double cassette. Amazing. And I would sit in the back of my car with my parents when we would drive back on holiday somewhere. Yeah. And I would, uh, holiday's vacation for Americans. <laughs> um, and I would... Uh, Sit and listen to it. Yeah, I'd love it. And even like the trippy stuff on Sergeant Pepper. I love the trippy stuff. Would like I would fall asleep and then wake up and be like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah, and, it's like, yeah. and the thing is, the the thing that's amazing about it now is is being a musician now and knowing uh, what happens in studios and and you know how people can essentially just cheat if they want to. Like you say with like drummers, yeah. you can be a shit drummer and sound amazing. And same with vocalists. They recorded Sergeant Pepper on a four track. It's fucking incredible. We yeah. we're on a two track right now. Yeah. We're half half of Sergeant Pepper right now. Yeah. And and that's the stuff that really intrigues me because you're just like yeah, that's why Lennon and McCartney are so revered, but you know, Harrison and Ringo are also fantastic. Which also proves it's a weird one, weird weird segue this, but it's the same with like black metal. I know you like black metal and mm-hmm. I like black metal. There's probably- two things in my like in my life. You told me that when I was going through a breakup, you were like, black metal will get you through the darkest days of your life. Yeah. And then the Beatles get you through the best ones. So like when I was going through a breakup, I was listening to like black metal and I was like loving it. Then when I started getting in, uh, getting with, with Abby and we got together, it was like, I was listening to... Beatles, less black metal. Yeah. 
<coughs> yeah, I go in and out of black metal. But the same thing, a lot of that black metal stuff, I mean, a lot of it's like questionable people. So you've Necro really got to vet. You've really got to vet what you listen to because you're like, oh, I better just check that these people are. Oh, they are massive racists. I can't That's listen it. to that. I like. I really like Mayhem, but, but the drummer has said some crazy stuff, and yeah, I now can't wear that that, that shirt. And you don't. The thing is, you don't really find out about it until someone else tells you, and you're like, "What? Come yeah. on, no, they didn't." And then you Google it, and you're like, "Oh yeah." And but like, you're safe of, with your Watte and your Dark Funeral. I think even something the other day was about Watte. I can't remember. And what I'm just going on, I'm going on the hipster stuff now because yeah. the hipsters know you can't be ignorant. You can't behemoth. be. A, you can't be a bigot. You're safe with Behemoth. Real safe with Behemoth. You're real safe. I mean, you're safe with Dark Throne. I think you're mm, safe with Dark Throne. I think they came yeah, out and yeah, said they're not a Nazi. Yeah, there's man. nothing. Nurgle from Behemoth, he like will deliberately say controversial stuff because I think he's bored, but yeah. he doesn't ever say anything like really mental. Outrageous, yeah. But a lot of that black metal, to bring it back to Beatles, is recorded on like four track, like one microphone for drums, yeah. one and it's just a vibe. Well, there's that there's that thing like the necro sound, isn't it? The there? necro sound, where they want it to sound. Awful. Yeah, essentially, you just get a church, you record the drums in a church with one microphone, and then you record the guitars through the worst and amp you, you, you can record find. the the vocals through like the P- a PS4 headset. <laughs> <laughs> when me and you do Derby Day. Yeah, and they distort. Let's talk about Derby Day. Um, me and Sam, so as you might have guessed, me and Sam are very good friends. But what we do, because we live quite far away from each other, is every sort of... Every now and again on a Friday, usually a Friday it night. It started on a Friday night, didn't it? We were both like, we're not going out, yeah, we're staying in. Because we're like men now, yeah, men with partners. I found, personally, I don't really go out. No. Because... I do, but not a lot. Not as much I mean, as I you've used got to. friends where you live. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't go yeah, out. I don't yeah. have any friends. But when I, when I was younger, I would like go out to try and meet girls. Yeah. But now I'm like... Now I don't have any friends where I live. <laughs> but I've just like, I'm going to stay in on Friday. And if we were both in on a Friday, we would deliver a couple of brew dogs, yep. get the PS4 party mode on, and we would do we would do FIFA games for a good three or four hours. Derbies around the world. All the big derbies. And then it would get like weird derbies. Like it would be like, oh, right, let's go to China and find <coughs> out who the derbies yeah, are. Yeah, let's there. do... Um, Zenit, St. Petersburg, and uh, who's the other big Russian one? I can't remember. Uh, uh, CSK Moscow. CSK Moscow. So, yeah, it started with Man U, Man City. Yeah. And then it got to and like. It went from there. Went to there to yeah. like the Russian team. And it was crazy. I but, loved it. And when we. Well, we still do it. When. Uh, but that night. That was, the big was, night, yeah. Was a spe- like, that was one <laughs> where, like, the next day you see people and they're like, what did you do last night? You go, well, oh, stayed in. Derby Day. I've got this new thing I need to tell you about. thing, Derby Day. But um, the when you score a screamer and you scr- like and you're so shocked by it yourself that you scream down the PS4 microphone, it's the funniest thing ever. And it distorts, and then the it, other person says nothing. Yeah, <laughs> because they're so pissed off. It's like it's the equivalent of those memes where like someone does something naughty and then it cuts to the police, yes. and it's like. <laughs> That's They're the, the best memes. That's the They're equivalent. The and I do love... I love anything where there's like a physical element yes. to the comedy. Yes. And I'll tell you what, Sam. Derby Day is very good for me. 
<laughs> I just really like it. Because I've got no mates. You need to get out. Uh, yeah, I need to get out of the house, really, but I'm not getting out of the house. It's all and, right. Uh, but I, I also think, I think this, when you tour so much. Bad. No, but I think when you tour so much, you could just go into hibernation for a month. If yeah. I didn't drag myself out of the house, that's what I, I do. could disappear for a month. I would always like, you know, when there's a lot of stuff about that come like there's a phone, like a helpline for mental health musicians and stuff yes. like that. When that stuff would come out, not the helpline because that was recently, but when people would talk about it, when I wasn't touring as much, I would be like, oh, oh, boo-hoo, you got the best job in the world, blah, yeah. blah, and be that guy while I'm like working a job or whatever. And yeah. then now I do have that job, I'm like, yeah, it is kind of hard. <laughs> we, have a th- we have a thing in Brighton because obviously there's so many bands that we're all friends with, you know, Royal Blood, Excerts, to name a few. We're all really good friends. But then, like, over winter or time off in between records, everyone's going crazy. Yeah. Because, and, you know, even with you know, Ali, I'm Ali in that as well, because obviously me and him are so close, we see each other every day. Poor him. Um, oh, it's a good dynamic. Yeah. But we have this thing where we, we were trying to do Rockstars Retreat, where it would be like, we need to all go out today and do something because we're all going to go fucking crazy. But I think that's also why... You see Ben from Royal Blood and Mike and Ali and myself and Dan and Josh. Everyone's so into fitness when they're off because it gives you something to like set your day up around. Yeah. Because otherwise you could just walk the dog and just sit down and do nothing. And that's, yeah. And that's what your body wants you to do because you've worked so hard for however many months on tour. But really, your mind doesn't want to do it. Your mind needs to be active because it's used to an insane amount of adrenaline. It's so annoying as well because you can't physically go to the gym every single day because you get burnt out. But yeah. because you're so bored, that's what you do. Yeah. And then you get more burnt out because it's like, oh, I've been to the gym 17 days in a row. And then you have, oh, I better have a day off. And it's like, yeah. what do I do with my it's day It's either off? that or you get pissed every night. <sighs> that's the other one, isn't it? And you can't do that. can't do that because you do that on tour. I don't want to be George Best. No mm-hmm. offence, George Best. But that's what he did. Yeah, he hit the highs and then was just like, well, fuck it. Did you go to... Old Trafford the other day. We're, yeah, we are stones throw from Sam's. Yeah, every Mecca. time I'm every time I'm here, I go there for a coffee with my friend that works there. Diehard Man United fan. My whole life, yeah. Mum's from Manchester. Before anyone gobs off. And I'm a secret Man United fan because I was a Man United fan for my whole childhood, and then you put yourself through self harm with Reading. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, when I was old enough, old enough to go to games, but not really old enough to like travel myself to games. Yeah. Then I would, I think, oh, you know, I should support Reading. Also with Man United, it's like a few years ago, a few years back actually, it's impossible to get tickets. It was so hard. I didn't know anyone at the club. I just didn't know, couldn't afford a season ticket because we weren't here and I didn't have the money for it. Yeah. But now, obviously... And you got mates. Now they're just now like, you got mates down. Now there. they're like, yeah, come in, come in for Juventus. Like, come in, give give you in the prawn cocktail suite. You know, well, this, this so is why I'm up there in the VIP suite. This is the thing. I wore that Reading shirt at Reading Festival, <coughs> and then Reading hit me up and were like, yeah, you can have hospitality whenever you want. It's amazing. And then they immediately proceed to do the worst season they've had in absolute please years. Please come down. And they're literally like, yeah, please come. And I'm like, you know what? No. Yeah. Because not only do I live two hours away now. But I live about an hour away from decent football. My highlight of... Um, <coughs> one, one of my highlights of the holy hell 
campaign, which is very young right now, was uh, had a, a, my friend that works for Premier League. He does like the interviews and stuff. Ash, he's a really nice guy. Text me just being like, so David De Gea loves Holy Hell. That's mental. Yeah. And I was like, that's so, so sick because I know he's a metalhead. I know he listens to Slayer Slip before he Martin plays and loves Slipknot yeah. and Avenged Sevenfold, but I was always like, God, no, now. Surely he's got Surely he knows. And then, yeah, to hear that, I was like, that's, fu- that's fucking sick. That's Just to crazy. Because like, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. In the I world. Am. Yeah. And he likes your band. And Petr Cech was supposed to have a drum lesson with me and he just keeps bailing. He's in my DMs, but he keeps bailing. Sorry, Craig. Sorry. I'm just on the bench today. Honestly, let me pull up. Shall I pull up a Petr Cech DM? Please. Let's see what he said. I know that the listeners now, because I'm a listener, will be going like, I'll, I'll be grinning, waiting for this moment. Waiting for, I've got to find it though. Can you search your DMs? Is that a thing? I think so. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll go to DM him and then the other stuff will come up, won't yeah. it? Let me just go to it. See, I my friend was speaking Petacek to... follows you. My friend was speaking to the player liaison to try and get to hair down to the show, but then he had that worldy game. I've ghosted Petacek. No. I've ghosted him. Oh my God. Right. Next, next week, <laughs> I should be able to do something. Craig left. I've ghosted Arsenal's goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Reply now. Look at, look at the state of this conversation. It's massive. Just, Reply to Just him. me and P. That was 2017. Oh. Does he still follow you? Yeah. He still cares then. Unless he's muted you. He see, must see all the shit. Anyway, so this is Arsenal's... Up until recently, Arsenal's number one goalkeeper. He's won every trophy. He just actually retired today. Um, He basically... I think he watches my drum videos on Vic Firth. He mess. He followed me. I was like, "What the fuck? Why are you following me?" Just thinking maybe it'd be like a bot or whatever. And then he's like, "Yeah, I want a drum lesson." Like it was when I was in Reading. He was like, "Yeah, you're not far from the ground. I can probably come after training." Um. And then he's like, "Look, we're just having a chat here." He's like, "Yeah, enjoy New York," because he's noticed that I'm going to New York. All this stuff. And then I hit him up. Been on tour forever. Seems like I'm home for five months, and I'm teaching. Let me know if you want to sort one out. He goes, welcome back. Next week I should be able to do something. And then I've ghosted him. Now what's happened there? I have no idea. Maybe I just haven't read it until Maybe right it now. Maybe it was in like, the, the move or something. Let's see what I was doing then. I don't want to... Because you can't just leave like... That's, al- that's alpha as fuck, that you is. Can- that is some big dick energy. <laughs> 4th of April, 2017. I just finished recording... Stray. Stray. So you're probably very stressed. Ah, from thinking good, about lyrics or something. That was a good time in my life. Um, <laughs> that was weird. But recording being a good time. Yeah. Do you enjoy recording? Love it. You're a psycho. But I love it because, again, I just make stuff harder and make it difficult. I make just it. booted that. I don't have to do... Vo- I don't have just to- booted your mic sound so it might go like this. That's fine. I can, I can edit that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like it, but I'm not the vocalist. Mm. So... There's a limit to what I can do, and people aren't going. Oh, there's not really, but there's no limits to what I can do. Uh, well, once you're done, you can involve yourself in the, the rest of the record. Well, we do everything drums last. Do you? Yeah. So is that so you can move stuff around? Yeah. yeah. So in the pre-pro, because we do all the pre-pro and the recording in the same session, and it only takes twelve days. Yeah. So it's incredible. So we. I don't want to talk about how long Holy Hell took. Yeah, well, you have to because it's just press. Vocals. I don't even know how long this has been going because my 
No shit's not. People are still tuned in though. They're tuned in. They've seen me ghosting Petacek. <laughs> well, how am I going to win that back? Just message him to say, sorry, man. It must have. I don't know how this has gone part. Like, how this I live in away. Nottingham now, don't I? So. Get the train. He's got yesterday, a... only yesterday, we were like, good thing about living in Nottingham. This is your impression of your voice. Good thing about living in Nottingham is I'm two hours away from everything. Oh, that's my. Yeah, thank you. Um. <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually just sort of put myself on the back foot because of this. You're ghosting. flabbergasted. I can't believe I've ghosted him. Did you think he'd ghosted you? Yeah, I just because well, you would expect he'd that. talking. You yeah, would expect you that. would expect a multi-millionaire, incredible footballer. Well, to I be got ghosted by Rio Ferdinand. Exactly, you would expect it. But he was a fan of the band, and he like messaged me, got his friends into the show. Like years and years ago, messaged me saying he was listening to Follow the Water on the way to training. That's mental. And then I asked him for Champions League final tickets. He said he'd let me know, but that they were like difficult. They only got like eight each or something. So I was like, fuck it. Imagine being one of, eight, one of Rio's eight. Yeah. And then now nothing. But it's all good. You might, he still you follows wanna, me. You might want to check because I've accidentally ghosted a premiership football. Oh, no. I, I was young as you well. You check so. every day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, it's a scene. Yeah. <laughs> double tick a double tick on Rio fucking hell uh, I had a train of thought but I've lost it which is rare um, that's where I would have had an advert but I don't downbeat. I don't do adverts oh squarespace.com shut up me undies you know what you, you know what don't use squarespace.com everyone and don't I do anti-adverts yeah. so it's the same yeah. amount of time as the advert but I'm actually don't saying don't use me undies just go on ASOS that. yeah I'll tell you what uh, don't use. I'm trying to think of another one. They all oh Audible. You know what? Buy the actual fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're all becoming idiots from li- getting someone else to read it for you. Yeah. So why don't you go to Waterstones <laughs> or Barnes and Noble and get yourself a fucking book and don't fucking get Audible. Don't go while we're at it. Don't go to Starbucks. Google independent little coffee shop and go there. Let's actually talk about that, though. Yeah. Please do that, because Starbucks is poison water. Yeah. Um, but I will say this about Starbucks. It helps sometimes. If you get a bad cold sitch. brew, it's very hard to get a cold brew wrong because you can't burn it because it's brewed cold. Yeah. So it's it's a good bet. But yeah. in the UK and Europe, like it even happened yesterday on the drive up here, I stopped at Starbucks. No cold it was all brew. I could get. Uh, got any cold brew? And they went, <laughs> freezing out, mate. <laughs> What are you doing? It's freezing out. I'm like, yeah, I just wanted... I'm still going to buy like a can of Coke or something. I don't want the Coke warmed up. Like, what the fuck? Can you it's believe- freezing out, Greg. Freezing out. Yeah, freezing out. Get on, bro. Freezing out. Cup of hot barrel. Is that offensive? Don't know. It's I fine. mean, I live... My Oi, family's northern, so it doesn't matter. I went to fucking Nottingham Forest the other day. Back to football. Um, to see Reading Forest. Forest won, but actually Reading beat Forest at home on Saturday 2-0, if you're asking. Um, it doesn't matter though because that's uh, not yeah, the game you were yeah, at. Yeah, because we're going down. The one that I was at, we lost one nil. But one nil, always they a good game. are lovely fun. Yeah. Uh, Bovril, they have there. Yeah, big big Bovril drinkers. The whole fucking ground reeks of it. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. Night is great. They got a veg. Like, I think they got a veggie uh, pie in there. Corona veggie pie and a Corona for a fiver. Corona is their beer that you can have. That's so, a yeah. cosmopolitan place, isn't it? Great club, isn't it? It is a great club. A wonderful club. And I'm getting that pink shirt and it's going well, to I happen. bought the Rashford shirt yesterday made from recycled ocean, ocean waste. Shit. Yeah. That's all you, and In it? the collar it says for the oceans. It's literally like someone's gone, 
Well, our biggest supporter is, is, is Samuel Carter. So we'll get a little bit of the Shepherds. Surprised they didn't give me a call for the advert. Missed you out would there, think. I reckon next album that'll be your sort of shit for sure. You could, I saw you know you could do like a Beckham thing. Real cream. Where's Beckham's face tat? That's what I want to say. Has he got one yet? Oh, it's got to be coming, isn't it? Got to be coming. He's a gorgeous man. Amazing man. Amazing amazing specimen of a man. Absolutely gorgeous. What a, what a gorgeous guy. Anyway, another me talking about lovely, gorgeous guys. I'm talking here right now to a lovely, gorgeous guy. And uh, I'm looking at my notes to sort of put this back on track a little bit, but all of my notes are pretty crap. I've got... Uh, dogs. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. You got a dog. I've got a dog. You've got a dog. They've met. They've met, and then we've made them FaceTime a couple of times. Yeah. They've got both rescues, aren't they? Yeah. Where did you rescue Sophia from? Sophia's from Romania. Um, they found her when she was four months old, just on the street, just no, no parents, nothing. So she was just fending for herself. Um, and then I rescued her with this charity called Romanian Rescue Appeal, and you pay... 250 quid, and it pays for the next dog's flight. So your dog's flight is paid for by somebody else in their passport and oh, everything, like and then you pay for the next one. Yeah, so it's pass it on. Um, and then I met her. Ali drove me up to meet her. She was at a foster home in I, I remember Bristol you sending me a photo when you went. <laughs> yeah, and then just immediately fell in love with her. And she trusted me. She was, like, really nervous and scared of men because she'd been beaten about and kicked in the face and... All kinds of stuff. She's got a little dent on her nose <coughs> where someone's booted her. Um, and then the second time I went back, she just like ran up to me and remembered me from the hour of meeting her. And she's my best friend, uh, and you know what it's like. And, and a lot of people don't really don't understand the actual bond that you have it's with crazy. your dog. It's insane. It's like a love like no other. Like they I get feel- it. You get it. It's it's incredible. I feel bad for you because after this podcast, I'm you going go immediately see, home to see you get my to go dog. And see LD. And uh, you're on tour for how long after this? Long time. Well, I'm going back home after Wembley to see her. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, that's the worst sometimes, though, when you get one day. Dip in. The dipping day. They piss themselves, run around like crazy, and then you're back off again. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck happened? Apparently, Luna, Katie's told me today that Luna's just been... Attached to Katie because yeah, I'm you're not, not there. there. Yeah, Soph does that with uh, with my girlfriend. She just like, loves her, just curls up with her, just follows like, her around, like goes in rooms that she doesn't normally go in, like looking for you. Yeah. So like, if my girlfriend will go to the toilet, Soph never goes on the other side of the bed, and then she now like goes on the other side of the bed and like looks into the bathroom, like, what are you doing? Because normally she's scared of the bathroom because that's where I give her a shower if she's rolling fox shit. Classic. Um. Yeah, and the work, do you get this with Sove? I think we've talked about this before, but for the sake of everyone else that isn't friends with us, which is most of you people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I saw a meme, which is funny. It's like someone, there's like an advert of people eating like a McDonald's or something, and like it's like a billboard, and then they're all having fun, and then somebody's next to the billboard with a McDonald's as if they're there, and the, the meme said, uh, how I feel listening to podcasts, <laughs> which is sick. You're all friends here. Uh, but when I come safe place. when I come home from tour, Luna goes mental for like an hour, yeah. and then she cold shoulders me hard for days. days. Yeah, Soph won't look at me. It's fucking. But so then Soph annoying. also knows. She also knows when I get my suitcase out. She knows what's going on. 
and she will start cold yeah, shouldering me. Yeah, the suitcase then. is a big, big. So one. before I left, I tried to kiss her, and she was just turning her head away from me. Yeah. And then the next level of that must be having a kid, leaving, yeah. leaving a kid. Oh, Dan said nightmare. that he had to. It was like when they went to the airport the other day or whatever. Zephy was like, "Who are you?" For a minute. Yeah. Joel from Amity says that happens all the time. Yeah. Mental. Scary. Let's not talk about that. Dags. Dags. I think with dags, I think um, California's just done it as well. I think where, where, and the UK's just done it where you can't buy puppies now. Yeah. Puppy farms and stuff, which I think is amazing because you shouldn't be able to. There's so many dogs that need homes. Millions. And it's so sad. It's so sad that... Obviously, the the obviously yeah, a puppy is amazing, but you can get a rescue puppy. People, yeah, people don't know how to look after dogs. So, I would urge anyone <coughs> that is looking into getting a dog to look uh, in shelters. Yeah, because they know when you've rescued them. They know. Oh they yeah. They know when you've saved them, and the way they look at you and how happy they are, and because they don't know what it's like to be loved. Like when I got Soph, she didn't know what a bull was. So I would throw the ball for her, and she I would immediately just, thought you meant testicle. <laughs> I, would th- I would throw the ball for her, and she'd just look at me and be like, "What's that?" She didn't That's know what, crazy. She didn't that know what, a dog wouldn't know that. She didn't know That's what lead so was. Sad. She didn't know if she's allowed food. And now you can't jangle your fucking keys because you oh, know she's going she knows out. She's going for a walk. You, say the, you say the W word, and oh. she's like, <laughs> "The thing with Luna is she doesn't have walk is fine for some reason. Probably because Katie's got a Nottingham accent, so she says different. I say walk." Woke. Oh, you take a dog for woke. And she's like, what the fuck is that word? But keys jangling. There's like a, there's a series of events and she gets like, a lemon, she, there's a lemony snicket. There's a series of events, right? And she gets like, progr- that's the worst Netflix series I have ever. Fucking given Never watch it. No chance. Um, there's like a, there's a lemony snicket series, series of unfortunate events that riles my dog up <laughs> and it starts low key with putting on a pair of socks. If you put on a pair of socks, she knows this person's leaving the house the at some up. point. Yeah. She's yeah. like, this person may or may not be leaving the house. They could be cold, they could be leaving the house. I'm going to assume <laughs> a sort of level of the, let's maybe think they're going to leave the house. I'll just sort Scouts. of. Scouts. Always be prepared. Yeah. I'll just raise my head a little bit and I'll sort of follow them around a bit, see where this is I'll going. I'll duck my head back down, but my eyes will stay open. And then the next one is if you then open the drawer that the poo bags are in downstairs, oh, then there's a, you're up a level. I did this by accident the other day. I put a pair of socks on because I was cold and then I needed a spoon to stir my tea. And that's the same. This is an exciting podcast, isn't it? Uh, I needed a spoon to stir my tea and it was the same drawer as the poo bags and I opened that and that was it. She was fucking there. But the final straw is if you, if there's any sort of noise like this of anything that's waterproof, doesn't matter what it is, like any kind of waterproof jacket, anything, she knows you're leaving the house yeah. and she goes fucking mental. She's a big dog. She is a big dog. A tall girl. LD. So you just hear her just off the sofa. Like, <laughs> yeah, immediately. And she's. I did a podcast the other day with Justin from Paris. Can I say that? Lovely guy. This is actually coming out before that, so that's the next guest. Um. So, I think I even fucking forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, no, she was. Uh, she was, she was gobbing off like really bad, like halfway through, just like talking to me and stuff. I was like, I'm trying to do a fucking podcast yeah. here, Luna. None of that here. We're on a bus. Safe place. There's a baby on the bus. There's a baby though. on board. Baby on board. Yeah, that's terrifying, is it? 
Yeah, it's cool. I'm just terrified for everyone that has a baby more than them because I'm like, that. it's like, it's to me, they're like made of glass. Yeah, absolutely. And we all, I mean, we all love her. She's amazing. And Dan's wife as well is amazing. And, you know, I think anything that we can do to make the, this journey into parenthood easy for them, because it's not easy being in a, a band of this level. But I think the good thing is we are big enough where we can have a, a double bed in the back lounge of there's can't the believe, There's a fucking full-on bedroom in the back of this yeah. bus. For the baby, not it even for the lead like, singer. What it looks like <laughs> is when I first started going out with Katie, she used to live on a boat. She was a boat, right. a boat broad. Right. And um, she used to live on a Boats boat. Boats abroad. Uh, she used to live on this boat and the, the bedroom looked like that. Wow. Isn't it? It's the sort of girl that I go for. Boats. Boat girls. Oh, are you technically homeless? You live on the water? Are you a pirate? Yeah, okay. You want to get married? <laughs> Do you want to get married? Now we're married. I'm married to a pirate. I'm half pirate. If I have a child, it will be half pirate. Do you ever think about having a kid? <sighs> this is put me on the spot. I know. Public no, who's interviewing you? Um... Problem is, has your opinion of it changed since seeing your friends have kids and have and have knowing that they are gonna have kids? Because it, it for me, it's made me be like, I would like to be a dad. It would be cool. Um, I can't answer any other way than yeah, because if I then have a kid and I have a podcast yeah, that yeah. says I don't want a kid. You don't have to say yes or no, just, just has hey it changed kid, your... Hey, kid, are you listening to Dad right now? Well, Dad was about to say that you are a mistake. <laughs> your, dad's, your dad's also, he's passed away from a heart attack because me and Craig will both go from a heart attack. Yeah, there's a lot of stress in this bus. Not right now, I'm quite chilled no, out. No, I'm very chilled out. Chilled out entertainer. Chilled out vibe. Um, Regarding the kid thing, I mean, yeah, definitely want a kid at some point. Yeah. I sort of leave it in Katie's court. Yeah, literally. Literally in her court because... When she wants you to serve, you serve her the... Exactly, I'm a servant. Serve her the Um, seed. Oh, Christ. Um, So, yeah, if she she turned around and said, oh, I want to have a kid, I'd be like, yeah, let's go, let's have a kid then. And then that would mean we'd have sex. And then what would happen is (laughs) the penis would go into the vagina and then the the, um, magic fluid would come out and that fluid grows into a wonderful hopefully wonderful child who hopefully doesn't go up the trees on break time and smoke cigarettes and weed in the trees hopefully he goes in the trees hopefully my kid will be the the kid that starts to climb those trees instead to get away from the fucking feds get away from the fuzz up the fucking tree now we've gone full circle the funny thing about this podcast is me and you will do this chat now, yes. and then we'll forget about this chat. Yes, and I'll put it on the internet, and we'll forget about it. Yeah, and then people and then will start. Literally, quoting. thousands of people will listen to yeah. this and start quoting it. Yeah, start tagging you and stuff. Start quoting stuff you've said. Yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah, it's great. Well, without sucking you off too much, it and and it is weird because you're my friend, um, so I can talk to you at any point. <coughs> Not but, eye contact, but I choose to. And that you choose to, you can call me anytime as well. And we do, do yeah, that we do actually. I talk to you more than then. any of my friends. Um, but I love the show. I love it. I find it very interesting. I find it very funny. And I know a lot of my friends that also find it very funny. And my favourite was actually the episode with Dan. I just thought it was, and that was really weird. And the one with George as well, because you're like, hang on, like it's like listening. It's like being sat in a room 
yeah. with two friends where you what where I want to be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's like the fucking meme. My thing is like all the best ones, and let's be honest, this is one of the best ones. Are like are the people who I am friends with, mm-hmm. and that's why it's I'm not saying hey new episode every week or hey even new episode every two weeks. It's like yeah. when I can have a decent chat with someone that I know that I'm friends with, mm-hmm. then I'll do it. Yeah, because I don't want it. There's been some of them, and that they are still friends, but they are very drummy friends. Yeah, yeah, and it's more for the drummers. My favorite podcasts are just like two people that know each other. Yeah. I'm in a bit of banter. I think also uh, the good thing is with you is a, a lot of the, the conversations that you have, or I'd say probably say all of them because you're asking them to come on your show, you have mutual respect for them. Yeah, definitely. Well, I wouldn't know. have anyone, I wouldn't do the whole like get someone on just to get just listeners, sense, yeah. which is a little bit what I, I don't I think like. people can tell that and I think that's why it's just a good, it's just like a free flowing conversation. It also means I'm going to run out of people, but it's a good way to make friends. I'm going to have to make more friends. I'm hoping it gets to the point where people are like, can I come on your podcast? You go, no, Kanye, no. (laughs) Kanye, absolutely not. You, no, he could come on, but, yeah, Kanye, (laughs) if you listen. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? I like, I want, there's no, there's been no dead air in this. No, yeah. Went off a tangent about football. It's not keep it interesting. I I think, I, I think really, I think especially in this, in this sort of scene that we're in, a lot of like the music, football, dog loving. <laughs> People can relate to the podcast because you're not being all serious all the time. I love it. There you go. There's my niceness. That was nice. Thanks, mate. I do. I took my I tone have, down as well. There. Just I have a lot of friends, and a lot of friends who are in bands and don't play the drums, and mm. they're like, or even like, just. People and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I listen to your podcast." I'm like, "Why the fuck are you listening to it?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Obviously, thanks, but why?" I think, I think it's mainly so people can buy the shirts. I think the the shirts are so good that people are like, it's almost like you know, if you buy like a Death Heaven shirt, you have to actually listen to them. Yeah, that was a big thing actually. Yeah. Sunbaby like, oh, people were like, "Do you like this song?" And they're like, "Who's this?" Yeah, but Sunbaby is banging the best. Um, yeah, the t-shirts have been good. And the t-shirts are the reason why I can say don't listen to audible.com. Yes. <laughs> because I want people to get... I need to monetize the podcast so I can... No, I don't need to. I could have a fucking job in a bar when I get home, yeah. but I don't want that. Right. But So I put a lot of work in and I pay the designers and I pay for good quality t-shirts because I want people to be able to support the podcast but actually have something. I don't well, want to do a Patreon. Like an, it's supporting like an independent... Yes, it's like going to an independent coffee shop. Yes. I don't want a Patreon of like, you know, pay this a month. Because then also that puts pressure on me. I hate that, yeah. And it's like begging. Yeah. I'd rather be like, yo, if you like these t-shirts, it helps me out. Yeah. Pick one up. And it also helps out the people that are printing them. And it also helps out. Exactly. Shout out Rob's Grace at Allotment because he actually charges me very nice price to do this because he's a friend. Yeah, he you you guys actually flew me, flew, Rob, flew Rob's flew Rob. Grace out because we were on tour for my bachelor party. Yes, we did. We did. That was good. We surprised you. You just surprised me. I'd had zero sleep. Yeah, you were very. I was grumpy. in a fucking terrible mood because I had no s- no sleep. Shot two music videos in twenty four hours. My birthday was in a fucking desert, wasn't it? Joe's Grotto in Arizona. Which no offense, because the owner Joe obviously is a nice guy or whatever, yeah. but. 
The drive to get there was mental. The show yeah. was whatever. The show was whatever. 24 hours of being awake, shooting one music video in the middle of the desert, then another one, and then everyone's like, oh, we're going out to dinner. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. Then I get there. It's on our bus. Do. Yeah. Hanging out with old Scracy. That was nice. That was a good fun. It was a and, lovely day. And the thing is, Rob Scrace will listen to this one because he loves your band. Love Rob Scrace. And he probably hasn't. Oh, there you go, Rob. You can, you can touch your penis to that little sentence there. <laughs> He's got two it. kids, Rob Scrace. That's all he's doing now is touching his penis. Don't touch it? his penis. He's put it on loop. I'll sort you out a loop, actually, Rob. You don't even have to do it yourself. I'll loop that for you. Uh, I got a message from Ali Dean just now. I thought maybe he was saying something to put on the old pod. But it says, safe travels home. He's off for a run. Very nice. Nice nice to see him. And then I got a voice message message from Josh, which I'm going to play now down the thing. Hey, mate. Uh, I put my head on the bus, but you're still in the podcast. It's... Say goodbye again. Uh, to the gym now. Uh, great to see you. Lovely stuff. Uh, speak to you soon. There we go. That's just Josh Middleton saying it was nice to see me. He's off to the gym. Josh Middleton, new new shreddy Josh Middleton. He's so shredded these days. He's on taking it, it serious. Taking it seriously. He could do with eating a little bit more, but yeah, he's so. I went to the gym with him yesterday. He's got like veins in his legs and shit. Yeah. If he wanted to, you know intravenously inject drugs he'd be spoilt for choice <laughs> just just all over the place you got a new hot bod hot bod I've actually got that written down in my notes new hot bod I've actually written down new physique <laughs> Sam Carter's new physique Sam Carter's depression bod Dep- oh, let's talk about it then um, no it's just it's, it's just <laughs> been something to focus on really depression bod to take your mind away from Having depression. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, no, it's, it's, it's just nice to have something to do at home. We had a lot of time off. It got serious, isn't it? Yeah. We had a lot of time off and, and I got a personal trainer to, so I would actually go to the gym. Shout him out. He's a good lad. Ruben. Ruben. Go, go train go fitness. Train fi- at go train at go fitness. train fitness. But I, um, I just wasn't going to the gym. I couldn't be asked. And then, uh, I got him. So I had to go to the gym because I didn't want to let him down. And I was also paying for it. Nice. Um, and yeah, it's helped. helped. I could still. I think I could do with. I want to cut back a little bit, like Josh, because I think once you once you build the muscle, and then you lose a little bit, you look a bit more. You look so. even bigger so once you've done it. That's the next phase after this tour. But when you're on tour and you're knackered, it's you just want to eat and just fucking get whatever you can down you when you can get it down. And you, you kind of need the energy, don't you? That's it. I can't <laughs> smash the gym too hard on tour as much as I would love to, because I'm doing an. 18, 17, 18 song set every night. That's gross. I actually started on our last tour, I started going to the gym less. Yeah. I started going every other day instead of every day. That makes sense. And I felt so much better for yeah. it. I think overtraining is a thing. Massively. And I'm I'm going to take a week off from the gym right yeah. now just because I feel completely It's a good way shit. to lose some weight as well on tour if you're not, if like, you're not going every day. I lose too much weight on tour. It's awesome. I, no, it's not. I like... <laughs> It's like, awesome in the sense of like you're not putting on weight. Yeah, but because because I could you know I could sniff a cake and put on a, a pound. You know, I think it's just I think it's how much lower body you use in drumming. I think also a big thing is is just like how you feel. Like you don't have to look a certain way. It's what makes you feel comfortable, and you know, I like going to the gym. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I've got off my ass in the day, and it's good for your head. It's good for your head. I feel like I might get a bit fat though, like as in like on purpose. Were you married? 
Just like a little bit fatter than I am, because at the moment I'm pretty shreddy. Yeah. And I don't think... Well... I think if I go on, on tour at this body weight, it's like the lowest body weight I've ever been. I'm mm. just going to lose even more weight. Well, you won't be having any of that Ben and Jerry's ice cream, would you? Oh, the vegan I one. I wonder if this thought this was going to be brought up. Muppet. If, if anyone listened to the George Schmitz podcast where he talks about the Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream, and I said, "What did I say?" So it tastes like ice. That tastes like you are so angry. The yeah, eye contact because changed. I loved it. I loved it so much. I'd have it quite a bit. <laughs> gonna say every day. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit. I went for a phase of it when it first came over, and I loved it. I was like, "This is the best ice cream. You'd never know. You'd never know." And uh, my girlfriend, who's not vegan, is, she's vegetarian, but she's pretty much vegan. I'd always be like, this is so good, isn't it? It's so good. She'd be like, huh? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, God. And she's like, oh, I don't really like ice cream, whatever. And then I listen to your podcast and now I can't eat it. Because I said, what did I say? It tastes like ice, like frozen ice with peanut butter in it. And you're spot on. And it, yeah, it is good. But yeah. And I, you know, I'm a murderer. You're a piece of shit, yeah. I'm a piece of shit, yeah. This is the only thing in our friendship that's... But you know you're a piece of shit. I know, but does that make me worse? Makes you lazy. Because no, I do cut down. Do you? Fuck. You're one of these people that you're one of these people that says they do. I think I cut down more than most people. You're aware more than most people, I think. Yeah. Which is good, because I still think even one or two days a week makes a massive difference. I'm not one of these people, like, I'm calling you a piece of shit, but you know it's in jest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not one of these people that will go around and point the finger at people. Very much, I have friends that eat everything. Sam's like. a vegan, if you didn't know that. If you don't, need, if you don't know that, you're living on a fucking vegan. rock. Um, but I don't, I, I do it for myself. I don't really, I don't, I'm not going to force anyone else to do it. Because you can't, you can't force anyone to do it. I think it, it it's counterintuitive Absolutely. when you do, because counterproductive, counterproductive. Because like that, that Peter stuff that mm-hmm. they're saying, obviously, maybe you can't talk shit about Peter, but, I can. No, um, I can. Oh, good. Because they annoyed me recently with stuff they did with the... the shit like bringing home the bagels instead of saying fucking the, the bringing home the bacon. With the, with the dogs as well, the... Um, oh, the, oh the, the... My friend's dog, Blue, and they, they're they saying like those dogs shouldn't be bred, like shouldn't... Oh, yeah, this is something It was about. mad. It was mad. They just, But they just do shock tactic stuff. I think... And that puts more people off. Absolutely. There'll be for every one person that goes, "Oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't say uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush or whatever." They said like a fucking legume in the hand. Or I something. think. I think. Uh, I think the best thing with it with it is to be with people with veganism and talking about that stuff is to be the answer, not the question. Like, don't question anybody. Wait till someone asks you something and then give them the answer, because yeah. that's when you know that they're actually interested yeah. in it. That's very. But I think one or two days a week you make a massive difference from your your carbon footprint. Next, isn't it? and that's the thing. Yeah, you want to get off that. <laughs> I imagine because people just talk about this all the time. Oh, sea shepherd. Oh, veganism. Oh, fucking. You know that horrible thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, new physique. <laughs> v- Siri just said new physique. And I was running off the list of things. How does that even happen? <laughs> Why did? How did that happen? Siri wants to talk about Siri's new, got a fucking bone on for you. New, new physique. <laughs> he wants to talk about the new physique again. Speaking of speaking of new physiques, should we play back one of my last voice notes from yeah, Fred? Oh, um, from Fred, Fred the fucking baker. Yeah, drum tech Fred. Um, I, I love a potato waffle with beans, or a smiley potato face. They're nice as well. 
Um, never had a turkey Twizzler like that ever. Um, weird, weren't they? Never had a turkey. I never had a turkey. I never had a turkey Twizzler. They just yeah. never. They were in the school, so I didn't really fancy it. Like, they were the original uh, assholes and lips. Yeah, uh, meat. They looked like a pig's tail, <laughs> just like someone had just clipped off a pig's tail and fried it up and fed it to children. Golden days, turkey twisters. Before turkey twisters and a packet of gold monda. Before, what was your favourite crisps back in the day? That's chips to you, Americans. <laughs> um, I was listening. I was talking to some friends about this the other day. Again, you've blurred the lines between podcasts and friends. Yes, I was listening to a pod. Yes. I was talking to some friends. Um, I like discos. What flavour? Pickle, like the pickle ones. Mm. Really salty. Was that the the purple bag? Yes. A purple bag of discos was quality. I also really liked um, squares. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. Big time. And also I fucked... You know what? What bops? What bops? Skips. Skips bops? Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. And they still bop. They're vegan. The skip's still going? Yeah. I, for some reason, I think, because I don't eat kids' food anymore, that it just stopped. Oh, what was that? You don't eat kids' food? What was it... Mr. Craig Pop-Tart. Uh, yeah, I'm a bang in that bag. There's Pop-Tarts in there, yeah. And some squares as well, or? Rice Krispie Squares and Pop-Tarts is a staple of my diet. I don't eat kids' food anymore. Actually, I do eat... <laughs> I eat more kids' food than most fucking children. Um, but the thing is, I did that as sort of as an experiment. Because yep. I used to count all my calories and everything, and I would eat, like, brown rice and do all this shit or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch everything to The thing about brown poison. rice is it takes so long. Oh, my fucking God. Does it ever... Honestly, you could take, you could put brown rice on the on the hob, have a shit, have a shower, have a shave, read the works of Shakespeare, come back, and you still got twenty minute wait. Uh, Adam Christensen's just walked in, oh. and uh, he's dressed like a sort of Navy Seal slash actual Seal. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? He's going for a bike ride. He's got his little hat on. Look at his package. You can his see Vancouver that. His Vancouver hat. His boot. Look at his boot. I want your I reaction know. to the for boots. For someone who's like, you're obviously quite cold because it's a cold day. Yes, you're packing something in there. I, I promise you. There. Do it you wear gloves right. as well? Yeah, I was going to hope so. Where are you going to ride to? I'm going to check out the northern quarter. Ooh, Very nice, nice. area. Yeah. Very nice. Be safe, please, mate. Mate. What are you getting your ID for? You're having a booze. Such. He's preempting himself getting hit by a bus. One of the strangest men I've ever met. There's nothing I can say here. There's nothing I can say. I love you, mate. He's so special. Have a lovely time. Shut this fucking door, though. We're trying to do a podcast. Love you. It was nice to see you. Probably edit that out. Yeah? What? Why? No, I'm I don't joking, want to edit that joking, out. No, definitely I'm not joking. edit that out. I quite want to do... I quite wanted... I wanted him to have his own mic there. Fuck me, he looked... Honestly, he looked like in the... In uh, Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery movie, The Rock, when uh, the Navy SEALs are going... They're in their scuba gear to go and break into Alcatraz. That's mm. what he looked like. Yeah. He was actually just going on a cycle... With his little hat that says Vancouver on it. Just repping. Yeah. Repping his boys. They need the press. 
Do you get it all the time when people are like, how does it work with one of your band is from a different country? How do you have band practice every week? You just go like this. They just reply going, you heard of planes? Yeah, you heard of fucking aeroplanes. Because it, I get that all the time. When Tom lived in LA, it was like, my flight to New York was shorter than his. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, easy. And no one has band practice anymore. Every week. I mean, if you're a local band, have a band practice every week. Every week. It'll be good. Until you have enough money to actually, like, record stuff. And then do rehearsals rehearsals before Not that you need a lot of money for that stuff, but when you first start, well, I don't know. It's all changed now, isn't it? I don't know how it is. I'd like to be a fly on the wall of, like, a Holy hell, there wasn't a band practice until after the album was finished. It was all done as demos. Cyber. Yeah. And then that's interesting. And to be honest, Stray's the only band that I've been in, which is the opposite, which yeah. is a lot of your in, in the jam. You're punk AF. I know, but and you would think, and in my experience of jamming, I'm retired. Am I boring you? No, no, sorry. Um, oh, I've got coffee here. I've got to drink. It's cold now. But I'm going to drink it. Um, in my experience of writing in the jam, uh, this is a bit of advice to anyone that is writing in turn it down. jamming. A, turn it down. B, when someone else is trying to explain an idea, shut the fuck up and yeah. let them do it. Mm-hmm. Don't even even you putting your sticks down on onto the drum while someone's trying to explain passive something aggressive. is A, passive aggressive and B, very annoying to that person because imagine like I'm talking to you now and that's going on. Like yeah. you can't, that doesn't happen. But with Stray, for some reason, without sounding like arrogant every time me and tom sit down and we have a jam a song is written in maybe four times the length of the song <laughs> it's yeah. like 20 minutes in we're like oh we got a fucking it's chemistry isn't it sometimes it sometimes it, that's all it needs is just i wonder to be if it will just room. i wonder if it will it will peter out Nah, i think once you got it you got it unless he or you suddenly stop listening to music and being i think that's what things. it is yeah influence that's a good point being if you know what you want from a song and you're a good musician you can get there I I always think that when I'm not inspired, all I need to do is actually just find a new band, mm-hmm. and then I get inspired immediately. Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes it's really fucking hard. Yeah. To find a band that's that you really like because you just assume that you don't like everything. Yeah. Or that you know that you like. Yeah. We'll go back find old bands. Get inspired by them doing cool stuff. This podcast is actually pretty good for me getting inspired or finding out about new bands because I ask people their top five bands. At well, the yeah, end. and also, also you're getting inspired by asking other musicians what they do and stuff. What their vibe is, yeah. stealing their I warm-ups. I get inspired listening to this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope people are inspired by you now. I think, and this is the thing again, we we will go away from this thinking, oh, that was funny. We talked about the fact I'm ghosting Petacek. Yeah. Forgetting, we probably had quite a nice conversation about how you can fail at school yeah. and be on such be a lovely fine, tour yeah. bus. Yeah. I think, well, genuinely, I, serious, serious moment. When I was in school, I had my eyes on one prize, which was I want to be in a band. My, my dream in school was I want to be on Warp Tour. Mm. That was it. Because of Blink-182, that was just, that was it. I loved Blink. All I wanted to do was go on the Warp Tour because I thought it was like the Holy Grail. Um, and I was like, I don't care about anything else. I'm just going to play drums as much as I can, be in as many bands as I can, and it will make it if I just think about that. And we did the Warp Tour like however many years ago, and, and it was one of my favourite tours we've ever done. I would never do it again. Um, we can't now. No, we can't now. Um, 
Just hard work. No, not even that. Just I don't think there's. You wouldn't see Tool do it. You wouldn't see Meshuggah do it. And I like to think of our band as Ooh, progressive. Just yeah, push, well, I just pushing think, the envelope. Well, and I think there's so much to our show now that, that like, oh yeah, you couldn't fuck the show I watched last night. You, you couldn't, couldn't have on a Warp Tour stage. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. Um, there's no disrespect to to Warp Tour. It's just you know as, I've already just sucked it off and said how much I loved it, so I don't actually care. Um, but yeah, basically, just if you want something hard enough, just get it. Yeah, and it's all in here. That's the thing, I, and I'm the same with with people that drop off. The people I used to play in bands with or whatever, and sorry if you're listening or whatever, but it's always the ones who who gave up just a, just a little bit early. Yeah. And they went, oh, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Like, I lived with my parents until I was fucking well, yeah. well old. Yeah. And then I, in fact, I now moved out around like 25, which yeah. is still pretty fucking old. I moved out Lost Forever after Lost Forever came out. Isn't it? And I, I moved out and then, you know what? I moved back when yeah. I needed the money when I was touring no and saved that. the money and shout out to my fucking parents yeah. because obviously you, my parents. you need like an, a supportive set of parents that will allow you to yeah, do that. Yeah, I understand the like, circumstances. And now, yeah. like, it's our job. Mm-hmm. But you've got to not give up. And now they get to see it. Yeah. Their, su- their support is shown by your mum coming on stage when you're playing Reading Leeds taking a photo of you. <laughs> Elsa Reynolds. Um, but like, you just got to not give up. And I know that sometimes you might not have a supportive parent or whatever, but you still got to not give up. People and not just, in like the American way, like never give up. Never give up. Dreams. Fake it till you make it. No. No, just, just fucking work. Keep fucking doing it. Nothing that is actually amazing is easy. Yeah. Occasionally you'll get like a, a, an amazing, easy thing by accident, but only as a result of you working your fucking ass off. I was talking about this the other day. I only talk about it on the podcast a lot. In fact, the Beatles were an example. There's this guy, I've talked about it before, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called Outliers where he basically looks at the most successful people in history and he basically comes up with this formula where all of those people spent 10,000 hours in, yeah, yeah. in one way or another. Honing their craft. Honing their craft. And it's weird. When you read back, it's like... It's not it's not the Beatles had 10,000 hours of being the Beatles. It yeah. goes all the way back to when they were before the Beatles and they were on that Berlin fucking yeah. boat. And they were literally they recording. They were like playing live for like 11 hours a yeah. day. And straight. Like, eventually, and like weird stuff like Wayne Gretzky and stuff like that, eventually you get to your 10,000 hours. It's like Ronaldo. Which like, one? Me- like Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo 7. Current. CR7. Is not was not as naturally as gifted as Messi. That's not to say Messi hasn't worked 10,000 hours. Careful. I'm sure he has. But when but Ronaldo is like, I'm going to be the best in the world. That's like what all those other the boys used to say. Yeah. And he used to just stay on the football pitch, like Beckham. Stay on the football pitch for hours after practice. Practice your fucking ass off. Yeah. And get it. And I see a lot of people who are like, who are the people that back then... Oh, I remember this. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. But uh, but I remember... It must have been... Whatever the last... Not the last World Cup, but the one before it maybe, or maybe the Euros before the last one. I remember meeting an old friend of mine in a bar, just bumping into him by accident, watching the England game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, you're still trying to make music work? In my head, I was I've like... That before. I was like, yeah, still... still doing music and he was like I was like 
he was like, oh, yeah, you're still trying to do metal, still trying to make a career out of metal and all this stuff. And in my head, it was, like, just after I'd... Not, like, a brag or whatever, but it was, like, just after, I think, that I'd finished sorting out my house or something like that. Yeah. In the back of my head, I'm like, well, I haven't done anything that isn't metal for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I don't live with my parents or anything, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just remember thinking in my head, like, there's a point where I could be saying all this stuff. But I'm, like, I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. just going to let it. And he was like, yeah, still trying to make metal work, all this stuff. Like, thing is with metal, like, there's always going to be a limit. There's always going to be a ceiling and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. You're going on for fucking ages. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, and then at the end, I go, oh, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I'm working in recruitment uh, and I do a covers band at the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and I was That's like, brilliant. okay, <laughs> all right, mate. I always, I always have that. And I just think, <coughs> have it with people from school that like you see every now and then they just have an idea and like you know how's the band is this and I'm always just like yeah alright yeah, it's alright fine and I don't then, have to do, I don't have to prove anything to yeah. those people but then when that stuff sort of happens you're like well fingers with metal just got a glass ceiling it's like yeah my band's got fucking blast beats yeah. we're playing Wembley Arena fuck yeah off. shut the fuck up yeah. and it's those people who gave up oh actually I'm never going to make anything out of this oh, I need to make money they have to prove away. that to themselves so they can sleep at night and yeah, yeah, 100% that's right. And then what happens with those people as well is they are always the people that get to like sort of 30. This is maybe, I'm talking maybe five or six years ago, but these are the people that get to like 30 and they're like, fuck, should have given it a go. Mm. And I still get messages from people that I know and they're just like, oh, re-, like, and it's nice. They're like, I'm oh, really proud of you, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, I just didn't give up. Yeah, you just don't. You just don't. You don't care if you don't have any money, you don't have anything doesn't matter yeah. nothing like the thing about this band and the thing about being a musician I never did it for money I never did it because I wanted people to say that I was a good singer or I wanted to be in magazines or anything like that I just wanted to be on tour with yeah, my mates didn't want to have normal jobs that's it that is it 100% everything all that stuff like the money side of things being able to move out of home amazing I still haven't bought a house you know I'm still just I've, I just love being in a band that's it don't do it to like so people go like oh you look cool and all this sort of shit. Yeah, it's like oh, I don't know. Just don't. Just, the moral of the story is just don't give up. When you get to the point where you think oh, I could give up now, just don't fucking do it. Yeah. Everyone that I know that hasn't given up has made it. We all quit our jobs at the same time. Architects. When was it? I remember exactly when I quit. I quit my job before just when I had Holocron. no just before Hologram, I think. I didn't even have a band when I quit my job, but I was yeah. doing drum teaching and I, I was actually, I was half working in a warehouse and yeah. I was half doing drum teaching. We yeah. went to, it was just before we went to America <coughs> the first time. Pre. So you haven't had a job job for 11 years. Yeah. Pre, pre, pre hologram, we went to America and we lost so much money. It was just insane. Su- suicide silence. Dillinger people people would like, Dillinger pulled out and it was Muir in the end. Yeah, that's we did the tour because of Dillinger, and then Dillinger yeah, pulled it out, and it worked. was like a week before it was like. And then it was mosh time. Oh my god, what's happened? People were like strapped, turning around, front rows, like all turning their backs. Now they're now he's laughing. Me, exactly. Um, also, funny about the um, the white, the red print on the white uh, long sleeves that I've got. Yeah, which are sold out now. Everyone, obviously. But, Told you. It, you all took a long time to get those, but basically I've got I've got my two fashionistas, which I run <laughs> all my merch queries by, and it's uh, Sam Carter and Drew from Stray. And I sent them all six 
possible colorways, both of you immediately, red on white. And then when I sell it, it's the least favourite one. But what's going to happen now? I'm going to wear it. You're going to wear it. Drew's going to wear it. Drew's going to wear it, and it's going to... You're all going to be like, whoa, I need no one now. When can I get one? Well, you fucking snossed. You snossed and you lost. (laughs) Don't snoss. All you need to know, right, is... You snoss, you lost. People like Sam Carr and Drew from Stray, Drew DiGiorio, are Dedicated ahead. followers of fashion. They're, yeah, and they're ahead of the curve, all right? So, <laughs> you know, just try and rethink your purchases, guys. Yes. Also, yes. thanks for the purchases. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the purchases. It allows me to do stuff like this. And also, the good thing about this is I came to this show to see you guys and just hang yeah. out. Tax deductible, isn't it, now? Because I've done a podcast. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, what, that lunch I had yesterday? Tax deductible. Petrol, tax deductible. My podcast host. Should have taken me out for lunch for it. Instead of having our catering. I had your catering, which was was amazing. Fully vegan catering. Yeah, full. Very nice. Very Morrissey. I was talking about this this morning. Morrissey without the sort of getting booted off the tour if you slag him off. Well, yeah, because all the like crew and riggers and stuff hate it. Oh, do they? Yeah, they're all moaning about it. They've been told to shut up. They might have. Because they've been moaning about it like next to us. It's like, but it's the like reason we have it... quality vegan food. Yeah, the reason we have it is because um, we used to have n- normal stuff as well, like me. Not normal stuff. I'm not going to say that because it's not normal. You used to have we used to have flesh. stuff for everybody. You used to have the flesh. The flesh. The flesh. Um, but then we would be sound checking and come in to eat the food and the meaties would have the, ve- the vegan stuff on the plate with the meat stuff. And all that would be left would be the meat stuff that we couldn't eat. Yep. So we just had to be like, well, it's our money. We're we're the ones that are essentially paying for the catering. It's coming out of our budget. So fuck it. If you don't want it, go to McDonald's. And all, I, I'm like, exactly. I'm also one of the only people that I see doing this on a tour where there's vegan and meat options. That I will, even if I think the vegan option is better, I will eat the meat option on tour. At catering because there's always make sure less of the vegan. Yeah. Because yeah. I can eat the meat, and it, then you get the other people that do the high and mighty mm-hmm. at the catering. And like, I've had the vegan option today, and, and they actually, love to tell you. They love, they to, love tell to tell you, tell you but you. actually, you're taking food out of the vegan people's yeah. mouths. Yeah. Oh, I've actually been vegan for a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's why I didn't cool, have man. another uh, yeah. lovely. I've actually burger. been doing it for. We've been doing it for nearly seven years now. Seven years. Yeah. When you came yeah. to see us in uh, oh yeah, cause Daybreaker, a couple, a couple of you weren't vegan when I first started working. When you just turned up at our house to hang out, yeah, because I like knew you and I knew Tim a bit, and you were recording at Daybreaker, I guess. Yeah, and then I popped in, over. Where was the where was the house? Um, Wokingham, somewhere around no, Sandhurst. No, somewhere around Reading. Yeah. It was amazing though. Winner-ish. Was the only t- Winner-ish. <laughs> no. Wherever it was, Yately. Yeah. I got pulled over on the way back from there for air drumming in my car to Slayer on amazing. my own, on my amazing. own, and I got pulled over and breathalyzed. Well, you're doing a bit of swerving back there. What were you doing? And I was like, air drumming to Slayer. Did you tell them that? Yeah. And one of them was like, mere respect. <laughs> <laughs> Mad respect. I have to <laughs> breathalyze you. He didn't say respect, but I got breathalyzed, yeah. Um, and then I think that was a lucky coincidence. Yeah. Because when you needed a drum tech, I was fresh in the mind. Yeah. So I was like, Luke Kang. What about that kid? What about that lovely guy we that were I used kids to know? back then. That was seven years ago. Yeah. And then that rekindled our, 
our love for each other. Our love. And Dan was like, yeah, let's get him. Because Dan sounds like that. Yeah, I got yeah, a weird, I got a weird, yeah, Dan is a, uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. I got a, an email. <laughs> hey, you want to come on tour with us, Craig? I got an email, no, a text from Dan, I don't know, got my number off Tim or whatever, and was like, yeah, uh, and it was basically full of office quotes. And then I, you were like, yeah, I'm in. I returned some office quotes, and then it was immediate, it was like, okay. Yeah, we're going to get on here. Now we're bezies. Yeah. And again, yeah, it was a terrible, terrible drum tech. But no, you were great. You was were great. I really? Yeah, you were. You had to put me to bed a couple of times. Not going into the details of it. But, but they were di- they were different times. There was a lot of alcohol then. A lot of alcohol. Should do more now, but it would kill me. Yeah, it was a long, long old set now. Yeah. A couple of times you had to send me home, put me in my bunk. <laughs> Imagine doing that and the drum tech still having his job. You're too drunk, go to bed. And then I go and I wake up, still got a job. Yeah. In fact, everyone's like, yeah, you were funny. Nice I've never time. had to put Freddie to bed. That and he's, an, he's a consummate professional that's professional. why um, I guess we're done we want to we've got top five bands you want them I'd love them say number one is the Beatles obviously we've done that you don't have to talk about them number yeah. two Blink 182 nice favourite Blink album and song people love this bit by the way I do it to fill time yeah. but <laughs> people I love it I love um It's a, it's a tie for me. Yeah. But I'm going to go self-titled. A lot because I love self-titled, but I love the drum sound on Take Your Pants and Jacket. One of the best and the drum, drum parts sounds. as well. Yeah. Some of the fills in that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> there's a song called Here's Your Letter on, uh, on the self-titled, which is amazing. I really like the song with Robert Smith as well. So that's yeah. super cool. Nice. Nice yeah. emo vibe. All right. Number three. Not in order, but... Not in order. Um, I'd say Death Heaven's one of my favourite bands. Nice. I own all their records and vinyl, so I think... That, that counts. You can say that. What? What's your favourite one? Obviously. Oh, is there not an obvious? It's not obvious. I really like New Bermuda. You like it more than Death... Uh, more than Sunbather? I think so, yeah. Wow. Sunbather is phenomenal black metal album. It's incredible. I love New Bermuda. I love the song Luna. I wish that I did, yeah. but I don't think I gave that album much of a chance. Go back. I think I need to. I'm really guilty with that with like TV shows as well. Like, say come back because that's I'll, another song on that record. You know this back. about me. I'll do the first episode of a fucking TV Give show up. and I'll be like, that's dog shit. And then I'll talk about <laughs> it on the internet and you're like, you fucking miserable bastard. Watch the second watch it, episode. You go, Pretty good, actually. Yeah, you were right. And you did yeah, that you with Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things, I was like, fucking kid shit. And then you were like, you miserable old wanker what listen to listen to watch another one and then watch the second episode it's like yeah it's good isn't it it's good it is <laughs> good sound right you give me Two. Three? Three. 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 um it's, it's, it's hard i was thinking about this today i think it's a, t- a tie up between i know it's a really boring answer but nirvana i love nirvana nice. i've always loved nirvana they're a very deep hole in my heart for kurt cobain the coolest guy, R.I.P. If yeah. you don't know, if you don't, um, if you don't if Kurt Cobain sadly died sadly recently in 1994. Was it 94? Don't yeah. know. If I say Courtney Love killed him, does that mean we get in trouble? Depends who listens to this, I guess, but we don't really I know. I don't know if she did, but there's a lot of stuff around it, isn't there? There's a lot Quite of, interesting, it is interesting. But I feel like you can't just die without a conspiracy theory these days. No. If I died, and for the record, let the record show, if I die and there's not a conspiracy theory. I'm going to be 
haunting everyone. Yeah. Because I need a decent conspiracy theory. Yeah. By the way, the government's trying to kill me. Uh, <laughs> four? Are you give me four? Give me I'll a give fifth. I didn't give you the favourite album. Ah, go. Sorry. It's an interesting one. Is it? Yes. Because it's a cover that they've... Well, it's a... It's the acoustic, the MTV Unplugged. I know you shouldn't say that because it's not technically an album. I'm going to guess which song it is. Man Who Sold the World, right, David Let Bowie. me guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a great it's song. It's such a great song. Incredible the way version that of it. they did it. And also, uh, I think the last song is, is How Did You Sleep? Tell me how did you sleep? Last and his voice is breaking and stuff. Last scream ever recorded yeah. by him. Oh, his voice is... Not through it's like fucked. that is like there's on YouTube, YouTube on YouTube's there's on YouTube, which everyone will know is the uh, platform in which you can watch videos online. You can listen to just the stem of that vocal, and it is powerful. It's one of those like actual hair on the back of the neck stands up Jesus. if you've not had a haircut recently. If you haven't, um, my hair's looking no. very fucking good. Show number, us the video. <laughs> and number five, it does look good actually. Thanks, mate. Well done. Uh, number five, I've got this nice champion beanie on though, which you've also we've also complimented, complimented today. On. Um, Quite expensive for a beanie, but I saw it and I was, you know what? I've got a little head. I know yeah. you're trying to do number five, but I got a little turtle weird head. Yeah, beanies look bad on me, but I found a beanie that didn't look bad, and I was like, you know what? I've got to buy it. Yeah, it looks good. I think once you find a good beanie, go with it. Yeah, because they're hard. Yeah, very hard. Very and hard. also, if you have got a little weird little turtle face like me, get your neck tattooed because people are just looking at that instead of your little turtle head. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Number five is it's Kendrick Lamar. Is it top five? Sam Samuel David Carter's. Top I had to five. just think about artists that own all their records because I think that's the sign of. Like actually appreciating an artist. What's your favourite? To pimp. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Genius. Absolutely genius. I actually like the one he released, uh, the Untitled Unmastered in between mm. as well. Like Untitled Three, I think, like the third track on that. Amazing. Really. It's amazing. a bop. Yeah, he's it slaps. And it you fucks. Know what, you know what I really like about him? I really like that he plays with a full band. Yeah, I so love, sick. I love how tight his band are as well. So who's playing drums? You know, I'm not sure. Someone that's incredible. Yeah, rare. Um, but there's a, there's footage of him on Saturday Night Live around to pimp a butterfly. I feel like I know. Not only know who played drums. Sorry, carry on. I'm going to find out who plays drums. The on to pimp a butterfly on Saturday Night Live, and it is incredible how tight it is around that era. Mixture of songs, but it's a bop. It's a hit. Rico Nichols. I don't know who he is. Doing a masterclass though in Paris. There you go. Shout out Rico Nichols. Shout the fuck out Rico Nichols. And I just like, I like Kendrick Lamar. He's 20 fucking five. I like Kendrick Lamar. I like the fact that he's just a nice guy. Creative. Very creative. Did you see that thing the other day? I don't know, Maroon 5 said the opposite, but still annoying as fuck. The guy from Maroon 5 was like, I thought he... in my head I'm thinking he said there was nothing interesting happening in hip hop. He said there's nothing interesting happening in rock. Yeah, and I was like, and he and he said that everything interesting is happening in hip hop, hip hop, mm-hmm. and with Kendrick Lamar, yes, a lot of interesting stuff's happening. Yeah, but Maroon Five, I'm afraid you're not the authority on what is fucking happening in rock. You did an advert for Kia 
where you absolutely murdered Bob Marley's three little birds. Fuck off. Sorry, Mrs. Reynolds. Miss. Mrs. She's married. Mrs. You just gave Come me a look down. there. I was scared. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no, no, no. She is married to Ian. That annoys me that he thinks he can say that. It just really annoys me. Uh, you don't hate, you don't understand, mate, because because he's not in that scene. He's not. You're not. He's not going to clubs that are like three, four thousand cap or underneath that and understanding how good a scene it, it is. Who are we talking about? My around, dad or No, I'm Adam talking about Adam Levine. <laughs> All right. Okay. Your dad gets it. Your dad bots. He does get it. He does. Um, he's not going to see it in your little like LA little restaurants, yeah. are you? You're not going to see it. You don't see about as down. rock as you get is is the MTV Music Awards or whatever it is. It's so, when Taylor Swift has a distorted guitar. Oh, so you can you can you shove your you fucking you can shove your vintage Metallica shirt right where the sun doesn't shine. Right. Yeah, you're not welcome. And on that note, on an hour and forty two minutes in, we're gonna fucking leave it. It's a bop. It's a bop, my friends. Thanks, mate. This has been great. It's been really fun. Let's it's get like, another coffee. Love a coffee. Then I'm gonna drive because I want to defeat defeat the traffic. I'm gonna leave. Right. Thanks, Bye mate. Now. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.